So welcome back to the Dive Comic Bros podcast. Yes. Bye bye comic that might cost more than a dime. Come meet the brothers who are here to waste your time. All three of us are actually sitting down. Mm-hmm. Colin is a co-host. Yep. I am uh, a co-host. Who are you? Spencer is a co-host. I'm your father. I thought you were going to say you were the chair. What is a chair? Uh, it is a thing you put your ass on, and it is not another human being. A chair is an inanimate object that yeah. has four legs that can support your buttocks, has a backrest, and maybe Does sometimes... Does it have a backrest, though? Yes, because if it doesn't, it's a stool. Uh-huh, and a chair has a backrest, and sometimes, if it's a good chair, it has armrests. I'm also joined by Jacob, another co-host. He is not a chair, although he does want to be a chair for some people some days. I'm a stool. You are a stool! <laughs> You're like the, the, the like short, wooden, chunky bar stools. No, you can, no, like, I'm like a nice, I'm a nice stool. Yeah, the, the chunky bar stools get uncomfortable after a while. I don't what? Think, I don't think Colin no. gets no, uncomfortable No, because you have to be bony for that shit. I, I, I've never found those like that. My ass just swallows it. I'm sure, sure it does. Fat as shit. <laughs> Fuck, dude. No, I, I would be comfortable. I'd have a cushion at least. I'd at least have a cushion on me. You are the cushion. I am the cushion. So I'm just the cushion to the bar stool. We are... A show that talks about comics and anything else that could be comics or really just anything nerdy. It it really just anything goes. Or but just anything we want to talk about. Today, we are talking about Deadpool, Black, White, and Blood. Uh, quick reminder, it is No Nut November. Oh, yeah. So we have to have a reminder of the rules. So during the episodes that take place in November, if someone on the show does a horny, they get bonked. And when you get bonked... You have to put a quarter into the mason jar. At the end of the month, whoever has lasted through the whole month will get all the money, which will be like 10 bucks. Um, Jacob, what is the current tally? Working on it. Last episode, Colin got up to $1.25 because he did not show up. Uh, Spence- that, what? No. Oh, yeah. Follow the rest of the count and hold on. No Spencer's way. Spencer's at $2 and I am at 50 cents. The reason why you get one is you get a whole dollar because we know you're off jerking it. And then we bonked you one time. No! Yeah. No, you don't know I'm jerking it because I haven't lost. Right, that's what I said. No, you, were, you weren't pulling it, but you were definitely in need of some bonks. So. No, that's not fair. You don't even know that. That's not even fair to the fucking rules. <laughs> yes, it is. No, it's not! I'm not. No, I'm not paying that. That's bullshit. You know, I'm not going to be here next week. And then the week after that, he's not going to be here. We're going to get Bill the exact same thing. So it's going to equal out. Oh my gosh, I hate you guys. <laughs> it's true. That's true. Well, shit. He does hate us. But so, now we're talking about Deadpool, Black, White, and uh, Blood. So this is a collected edition of four issues. Each issue has a few different short stories in it. Uh, a total of three in each. This book is divided up very evenly. Uh... So we have two different copies of the Treasury Edition, which I think is heckin' sweet. Oh, I love They're... the Treasury Edition. Stairway to Heaven Comics has a, a, a section of uh, books all shaped like this, and I look at it every time because I really like this format. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. They are available in trades, and I'm sure they'll be available in hardcovers at some point. But what, like, it really helps show off the art 
The art's of, very nice. In each individual story, because it allows for so much more room, like, physically to... They don't have to... Because it, it, it most likely they were drawing, like, in this size. Because typically when you write a normal comic, Colin would know this, not all the it's time. Like, bit, it's bigger than that. Right, but yeah, usually but no, you, it, it's, you draw on a bigger canvas and it gets shrunk down. Yeah, you draw on a uh, 11 by... Or 11 by 17? It's either that or it's a 15 by 17. I believe it's an 11 by 17 that you draw on. And then this would be... Uh, it's, uh, I think it's... 13.8, I think. Something like that. It's yeah, closer. it's close. It's close. It's very close. It to... allows for a nice big canvas to, mm-hmm. demo, to to show off the art. Because that's kind of what these books are about. They're not about having one solid through line through all the stories. It's just a showcase of the character, the traits that the writers find enjoyable, and a shit ton of cool art. All themed around the title, Black, White, and Blood. So it is just black and white, shades of gray, and red. Blood. So... I'm going to be honest. The the short story <laughs> outline, I guess, or or just like just this being a collection of short stories didn't seem to really fit with Deadpool until about the third issue for me where like the story I think the story's got better in the third issue. Everything up to then was just like yeah, it's just yeah, it's fine. It's not really funny. It looks great, but it, it uh, the third issue opens up with um, Deadpool and and Bullseye going on an adventure and trying to kill a guy, and they're just cracking jokes through the whole thing, uh, and and busting on each other, and it was like this feels more like Deadpool. Whereas the first two issues, he just felt like he was trying to tell the story and the story couldn't get out of the way enough. He couldn't even make jokes because he was just like, now I gotta go do this thing and I'm out of my seven pages of, of, of storyline. I think, I, I understand what you're saying. I think what, what you said they were busting on each other. Um, they were. They were sir, calling each other stupid. Sir, that was a very sussy sentence. Um I get what you're saying. I think simultaneously these kind of take advantage of the format of the short stories, which are like sub 10 pages. Yeah. Um, And it's also obviously kind of limited by that. I think it works for the most part kind of best with Deadpool because of his, let's say, manic energy. I was going to say crazy antics. Yeah, his schizoidness. Um, It works really well with that. So the the stories don't have to be terribly in-depth. And they can bounce around a lot, whether playing with time or, you know, just jumping to a new setting with new characters. And it feels very, you know, Deadpool-esque. I think the thing that kind of just makes it... I disagree with you in the sense that I I think the the stories were less interesting to me the further the book went along. Hmm. Um, But I think the thing is that there's no rhyme or reason to the way that they're ordered, it would seem. It really does seem like this is just the order they were completed in, which I understand, like, that's gonna happen. You could definitely tell they put the weaker ones at the back of the issues, but... Yeah, it's just... Especially with the last two issues, it was like... Deadpool says, hi, go buy my other book. I I actually really liked that uh, joke in the uh, Deadpool um, manga issue, where it was just advertising for a whole other thing. Right. I thought that was pretty funny, but, like, it's... it's undercutting its own tension, yeah. which is kind of what Deadpool does, to be fair. I don't know. Um, so, 
I say we have we pick a favorite and a least favorite, and then we can go from there. So we're not just kind of riffing on the whole book. Well, Colin's already staring at his favorite. So. I am staring at my. I favorite. agree with Colin. Um, I don't want to agree with Colin, but <laughs> uh, the story by Daniel Warren Johnson. Uh, he did the whole thing in issue two. It's the third. Uh, the third story in issue two uh, is definitely my favorite because oh, it's so good. Not just because, you know, Daniel has goaded art, which he does, um, but I think it takes advantage of the format the, the in the most interesting sense. It's This is like a, this book, this in, initiative of books, they're such a weird, it's such a weird idea. You know, let's do a bunch of anthologies just based on random creative teams. You guys can kind of do whatever you want. And it must be really hard to work with a couple other people just to make a seven-page story. It's For like, sure. what do you even do? And I, I really love this because it kind of reminds me... Uh, so, technically, my first introduction to, like, Deadpool was the Deadpool game. That's a rough one to start. Ooh, it is, but I still enjoyed that. I didn't really play it, but I watched walkthroughs, and I thought it was funny, but that was still just Deadpool to me. Right. And this kind of reminds me of the good parts of that game where he's, like, talking about, like, oh, I need this game, and blah, blah, blah. Just, like, the such, like... Self-aware. Yes, yeah, so thank you. Self-awareness of everything. And Daniel's already had... Apparently, in the story, if you take it for, like, if it's real or not, uh, like... You know, he's having problems. He's having, like, writer's block. And he's, like, integrating that in to what the story is. I, I like that not just as, like, a... Basically, every uh, Daniel Warren Johnson and Sean Gordon-Murphy have a very similar air about them in the way that they write their self-insert characters. Um, they're, they're both... <laughs> they both seem kind of down on themselves all the time, which I, I understand. Um, but I <clears> like <throat> that... I don't know whether this was the story he wanted to tell or if he actually had writer's block. And was like, fuck it, let's make this into a story. And I like the fact that it, it, instead of making it just another Deadpool action romp, which is fine, that's what most of these are, it, it's about why he wanted to work on this character and why like he accepted the project. It's, it's, it's him exploring his personal connection to the character. And I think that's a lot more uh, well thought out than most of the other stories. Even if none of the other guys wanted, any of the other writers had intended to to kind of do that, I just, I, I like that really meta aspect without it undercutting the fact that there's still some fun little beats in the story. Uh, and just, also, I just like the the way he uses the that shade of red is nice. Yeah, just how Dan... Uh, wow, they're on a first name basis now. Shut up. <laughs> oh my word. Just how Daniel Warren Johnson just... Integrate. Why can I ever say that word? Integrate. Integrate. Why do I say intra? Integrate. Because you're introverted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, just how he integrates himself into his stories a lot of times, I really love. And I felt like it worked with this like short comic. Because I would probably be in the same boat of if I were trying to write a Deadpool comic, it would... It, first glance, it's probably going to be like every single other Deadpool comic. There's not going to be anything... Different, except for that I wrote it, and it's, it would be my art. And I feel like Deadpool is such a daunting character to try to do because it has such a strange fan base. I they, I get what Colin's they, saying. They, actually, they are so like, you better get it, or we're gonna fuck you up. But that's the thing is though, because the vast majority of Deadpool media is shit. Yeah, and yes. that's why it's a very There's, weird relationship. Is because yes. most of the like. Most Deadpool stories, even by the most beloved writers, are kind of disconnected things with different, like, voices. Like, nobody 
writes Deadpool consistently, which some people mm -hmm. try to make more as part of his character, but it's mostly just the fact that he's weird and not a lot of writers understand him that well, which is understandable. Like, you don't have to know how to write every character. Not every character needs to be interesting to you. No. Um, but, like, nobody really agrees on how Deadpool should be. How how meme should he be? How pop culture -y? How internet-y should he be? How serious can he be? Like, there's so much potential in the character, and people get attached to different things. But, like, it kind of looks homogenous from a distance because... Everyone tries to do everything. And people get, like, they they project themselves onto Deadpool so often where they're like, Deadpool wouldn't do this. And they're only saying that because they wouldn't do that. Like, that does drive Deadpool, me crazy. Deadpool wouldn't talk about this part of social media, even though, like, just because they wouldn't talk about it. It's just because they don't want to hear it. And that pisses me off. But I really love... It's not just because it's Daniel Warren Johnson's art. I love this because I like how Daniel puts more emotion into his characters. Like, when I see Deadpool, like, first thing that comes to mind is blood, guts, jokes, gross jokes, whatever, sex. Right. Um, but, like, when I see this, it's... He's, like, talking to uh, to our artist and writer on, like, a more emotional level. Like, when did we first meet? It's, it's like, let's figure right. this out. Especially when Daniel Warren Johnson is showing his... Him as a kid, like getting a Deadpool comic. Yeah, that gave me chills when I first yeah, read it. That was that, the that was I I loved that. Cause I was like, oh, so, I can relate. And I mean, that's the thing to wrap up on this on this story. Yeah, with Deadpool is a lot of people, myself included. He can be a pretty serious character mm. when you boil him down. He's an insanely tragic character with like one of the most fucked up lives that exists in the Marvel universe. And when he's, in my opinion, written best is when the joking is a massive coping mechanism. He's, like, mm. the most violently depressed person there is, and he's, like, constantly trying to kill himself. Not just because it's a joke, but because he doesn't want to live anymore. So the only thing he really finds enjoyment is is just absurdly weird shit. And that kind of has a hint of that, because he has moments of sincerity. Like, Deadpool has... I think he has a biological child now, but, like, he's raised kids before. Like, he's been a, a real person in the comics. It's just most people opt for the very pop culture looking Deadpool, you know? Yeah. So we talked about how this book and the size of it really helps to show off the artwork. The story before that one, also an issue two, um, had really messy artwork. I didn't really like it. The I think the colors especially really just make it really messy and hard to, to look at. But in issue three, uh, the second story, the one I talked about before with Deadpool and Bullseye going on an adventure. That's my second favorite one. Has crazy good artwork and coloring. Um, the There's just full page splashes of the enemies they're fighting, like zombies or killer sharks with lasers or whatever. And, <laughs> and it's just... There's, balance there's so actual well. shading being done instead yeah. of it being one flat color. Yeah. And that's the thing that... I just sat there and stared at these full-page splashes because there's so much detail to it. That's something that you'd think it would sound hypocritical because Daniel Warren Johnson basically uses, like, just the Sharpies. three colors. <laughs> yeah, like, there's very little shading done in his issue. But I think that just works well with his style in the previous... the, the one I'm that you're talking. That well, yeah. I'm very biased. We're all biased to that. We like, we like how... Because that's just how I do art, too. That is kind of... Mm, kind of true. But that is the thing with... Um, it's... The bad issue I called out? Yes. Or like, bad story? It's so 
singularly toned. There's no like gradients or shading on anything. Yeah, it's, it's just it's flat red. It's like done like in MS Paint. Like yeah. draw the lines and then fill it in. And yeah. like I get that that's probably necessary for some stuff. And if that's your style, that's your style. But it definitely has that feel about it where my eyes kind of glaze over reading it. But also Daredevil. Yes. Yes. Uh, but back on the issue that that I really liked, uh, it was just a fun story. It was crazy and and zany, and they kept walking through so many traps uh, and having to work together, but really hating each other's guts. Uh, Domino shows up, and she is pretty important in in Deadpool stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> turns out that she got lucky <laughs> and, and <laughs> found. <laughs> The easy way to to kill the the bad guy. Yeah, she or went into the back door. Yeah. Yeah. See, I was trying to avoid back door because back door jokes. <laughs> back door jokes. Bonk. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, I just really like him pairing up with Bullseye. That's not a pairing I would have thought of. Right. But they have a surprising yeah. amount of chemistry here in a very bizarre sense because Bullseye's like psychotic. But not in the same way as Deadpool. Like his mind is not fractured into a bajillion pieces. He's just like, like a generic psychopath kind of. Deadpool. I feel like he takes himself seriously a little bit, anyways. And he's like a lot more. I don't know. Just the way they wrote the two of them felt like really good. That's really good. Also, just literally, there's different shades of red. Not even just right. within the same you know, like shading of like you know a, a gradient of color on the same thing. There's. There's like four different shades of red I can see on this page, mm-hmm. but it's all red. It all fits within the theme, but it, it it actually takes advantage of the format, and it looks really fucking good. Um, I think my least favorite one, not to be overly negative, but... Um, oh, man, the Kool-Aid one was good, I too. have a least favorite, actually. I changed it. You do have a least favorite. Yes. This one right here. I fucking hated this one. Really? I fucking hated so, it. Uh, Colin is referencing to the manga-inspired uh, Deadpool. It's the that second, rough. second story in one. the fourth issue. Yep. I don't hate it. I like the idea of it. I did look into the fact that there is like a whole Deadpool manga thing, um, which is kind of interesting, but it's just it's not up my alley, so maybe that's why it didn't, I didn't find it grading or anything. You know it, why I don't like it? Let me guess, because it doesn't do anything the manga actually does, and that's it's like a very true. American manga-esque, right? No. It, because it, I fucking hate mixing the two. I don't. I like comics and comics and manga manga. Because the reason why I go to manga is because it's different from uh, comics. It's a different thing. Like they do all these. They do mechs better. They they have a lot of like really cool story and plot lines. But like that shot where the bad guy is like Deffy Deadpool and his face is all screwed up. It I, looks so anime. So like there are still a lot of things about anime and manga that I hate. Like, I hate this shit. I don't like that. I don't like that. Um, That's why I like Evangelion so much, because it doesn't do, like, any of that. Right. Most of the stuff is, like, actually important stuff, and the times that they're goofing is more like, not during the big battles, it's just kind of like, when they're at home, or they're just, like, eating dinner together. Like, there's a goof. There's a little goof. Yeah. But, like, most of the time, it takes itself seriously, not to the point of, like, it's cringe, What's the point where, like, I can read this and not cringe myself? I, I kind of understand what you're saying there. Um, I wouldn't say that one's necessarily my... I think that's, like, my second least favorite. It's definitely one of the ones I did... I wouldn't I wouldn't really reread it. Um, I like um, Michael Alfred's art. He, I, I've... I have my notes. I have my notes. Oh, okay. 
I hate uh, the poses. They're so disgustingly, like, boring. They're boring. That's boring as shit. Also, your back doesn't look like that. Your back does not... In the, it doesn't work. It's not like that. It doesn't work. It's gross. That works. That's fine. I was going to say, I like that. Because that makes sense. This is gross. That's a leg. I'm pretty sure. I, I get what you're saying, though. So if you're going to... Because manga is filled with so much posing, because of that's how the art style works, Like mm -hmm. your poses really need to land. And if they're not great, then it doesn't... Are it just doesn't work. Are you kidding me? Like, put some effort into it. Jeez. Um, that's fair. Um... That's all I have to say about the whole book. Wow. That's Thank fair. You. Uh, so my other, the other one I wasn't really super hot on uh, is the the last one. It's the third story in issue four, uh, Operation Payback. It was written and and uh, drawn by Michael, Michael Allred. Uh, I like this guy. I think he's kind of local to us, actually. Um, I follow him on Instagram. Like, he does good art. It's not my favorite, like, style. It's not a style I really like, but I appreciate the effort he puts into... His posing and, like, just small detail work is really good. But this very bizarre crossover with, uh, like, weird X-Force stuff. Uh, characters I have a morbid interest in, but, like, on, like, a... I'll search the Wikipedia level, not, like, I'm gonna actually go out and look at their books. Um, it was just very weird. And it's got weird bug monsters and stuff. And, like, that's fun. But, I don't know, it just didn't land. If this was f earlier in this book and it had ended on a stronger story, I think that would have been better. Even just if you had rearranged a couple of the stories, ending on a higher note rather than like a weird, quirky, comedic one probably would have been a better idea. Um, I really just, I, I really appreciate the amount of like variant covers they did for this. Of course, every single person who ever, all of the artists who got to do one of these stories should get a variant cover. And I like that they included all of them. The, mo the vast majority of them are fucking awesome. Um, it just makes the book have more value to it. It actually, it makes it come across like this was like an actual project they wanted to work on instead of like a, uh, like a hired job, you know? Jacob, any final thoughts on this? I'm having a rough time choosing a least favorite one. There were a couple of flat moments. Um, the, the, there's one in issue one where Deadpool teams up with, uh, what's her face? Uh, Logan's kid. And they chase a, a zombie zebra, and that one was kind of blah. Uh, issue two, the first two stories are, are pretty rough. Uh, I don't know. There, was, there wasn't really one that I was like, I hate this and cannot wait to stop reading. It was just like, all right, this one's fine. Um, I really liked the Purple Man story, just pure, purely based on, like, the comedy of it. Yeah. It actually took advantage of the... Uh, of, of, it demonstrated Deadpool's intelligence, despite the fact that he has this really bizarre persona. Like, he's not an idiot on the inside. Like, he's he can be creative, and I like that it actually demonstrated that. And it also makes Purple Man look like a fucking weirdo. Because Purple Man is a fucked up weirdo. was weird because of the shading that they, the shading technique that they use it in it. It looks like really harsh, like, single-source lighting in a room. It, it's, like, if you, it's, like, almost, like, washed, like, uh... Oh, what was it? The the, the, the the thing we're talking about that Kenobi had the problem with, with its lighting and the, the blue LEDs. Shit, you know what I'm talking about, right? It's where it, like, it kind of, like, it blankets one area in so much of a single color that it just turns into, like, a block. Like, you can't see any of the details because it's just... 
you know? Yes. It's a really unique way of shading it, and I wouldn't want to read a whole series on it, but it was interesting to use it for a short story. It made it look very unique. It made it look very, um, I want to say like a mafia-style uh, comic run. It probably did itself a disservice by only having the three color choices. I bet if they had way more colors, it would look a lot better, but it, it's a bit harsh to look at with just three colors. Understandable. Uh, so this uh, was purchased for, I bought this for $30 at Jetpack. Yep. Where did you buy yours? Uh, I got mine at Stairway to Heaven Comics. I got mine I at Nowhere because I don't want one. Full price, I believe. I feel like if it was in trade, I would definitely say it should be under 20 but l maybe 20 But like the Treasury, I'm okay paying the extra like $10 for the Treasury edition. It feels like that makes it worth it because it's such a... Yeah. The covers, it, the the physical like cover of the book is a lot more durable. It's mm, got that it's got a yeah. cool like multiple texture layers that I appreciate. It kills me because I read the Wolverine Black, White, and Blood uh soon after it came out. I was like, oh that's a cool this idea. I like that and I got it. And I was like, this is really cool. I wanna read the other ones. But the single issues release in single issue size and I was like no this is dumb I want to read it in the treasuries edition so I have to wait until the books come out to read all the books so yeah we're kicking off a new series where we do one of these a month or something so basically next month is Wolverine and soon after that is Electra or Carnage or Carn Moon Knight Carnage Electra and then Moon Knight I think Moon Knight doesn't have a treasury version yet, right? Not, not yet. It's not out, out yet. It's, it's out February, mm, I think. Not all the issues are out. Yeah, the last one's coming out. The, the last issue, I think, is this month, and then the, the treasury edition is labeled for either January or February. Uh, <laughs> overall, I had a little... Like with any series, like a collection of anthology stories, when you have to, like, kind of score it at the end, or if you're, like, trying to, like, metaphorically score it, not oh. necessarily with a number, it's always so hard to do because it's, like, none of the stories in in this book were bad. It really shouldn't carry any weight. I mean... Right. There's a couple that were a little subpar. and So many people involved uh, in such a short space. I will give it a rating. Of course you'll give it a rating. Because I would... I'm only going to buy this book because Daniel Warren Johnson's in it. Oh, my God. Otherwise, I, I'd probably just get the issue, but I don't know. I think you'd have to buy it online. I don't think it's in the uh, comic book store right now. I'm sure you can figure it out. You're a big boy. Probably. I, I'm usually really good at that. Um, it's... But also, like, it's just bigger. So that's the only reason why I... I, I want it because it's bigger. Bigger Daniel Warren Johnson issue. Oh, my God. So... You could probably buy prints from him. That's so fucking He might expensive. have those. No, no, just no, an idea. No, no, um, no, 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 it's different. It's always tricky trying to analyze a collection of stories with 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 different creative teams and stuff when you get to the end of it. It's just it's just a weird experience because it it, it feels kind of diminishing to like boil it down to something so easily digestible because that's the thing is this was a really high effort project from at least a couple dozen people. Um, I'm a little disappointed that it didn't take advantage of the format as much as I thought it could have. It feels like Deadpool is made for this formatting, like mm. weird short story vignette stuff. Most of Deadpool's most popular books are very, very small. I have a lot of them. They're short, like four issue, tiny little itty bitty books. And he seems to work well in that formatting. And it feels like some of the stories in this book took advantage of that. And then some of them didn't, whether that's because they didn't know how to, or they just didn't really care. It, 
this book should feel like a bigger meme. Not literally, but like, I don't know. He's made for this. Why is this not like the definitive Deadpool book, you know? Mm. Is that just an, a part of the process because there are so many people involved? It yeah. can't be like that? I honestly, I look at these Black, White, and Blood books as um, a, a, an artistic challenge. So to the writers, you have seven pages to tell a, a funny Deadpool story, go. And to the artists, it's like you have three colors. That's fair. Go. That is true. It's it simultaneously works kind of well as like a as as an artistic challenge, and also it could work as a decent character showcase for like new people because it's like oh here's a bunch of different art styles. They've all worked on this character before. Go find a series from them. Colin's Colin. gonna be like, actually, they only have one color because black and white don't count. No, I was actually gonna say uh, that doesn't really seem like a challenge actually. Uh, black and white. The, so the only real challenge is depending on the character that you get because the challenge is whether you're going to face anxieties of, oh, I hope the fan base doesn't hate me for this, or I hope, I hope that there's stuff like that. You as an artist or a writer, most writers don't really give a shit. But right. like, <laughs> if you're an artist, you care because you are kind of in the same boat. But black and white and red, that shit's fucking easy. Red is the... Okay, so black and white and pink, or black and white and, let's say, orange. That's a challenge. Black and white and red, you can splash anything with red and everyone eats that shit up. Easy. It's not a challenge. I, I highly disagree. Fucking prove it. Give me a nice Moon Knight black, white, and blood cover. And do it on a deadline. On a cover? On a cover. Okay. No, nope, whole, whole story. We need 20 your, pages. I'll give you your, seven pages. Your own No, because they did seven pages. Your own custom Moon Knight cover. You, you said seven pages. If you did a yeah. variant cover. Variant cover? Yeah, I can do that. I want a Colin variant cover. Oh, black, about black, black, white, week. red. Next week. Okay. Do I get paid? <laughs> no. I get paid five bucks. I'll, I'll do give it. You, all right, five bucks. I'll Both do it. Both of you. No. Fine. I want my variant he cover. Said, I'll give it to you. I'll pay for it. I want Colin to finish a fucking project. <laughs> Fuck you. I want <laughs> progress. Your shit is good when you finish it. You are committing the artistic sin of not finishing. I always finish. No, you don't. Artistic That's... sin of not finishing. <laughs> <laughs> it is? Yeah, dude. Yeah. It's uh... a brain worm. And or. You've you have given me the brain rot. <laughs> oh, wait. I saw up until... Uh, the last time you talked about it. Once <laughs> um, his face got brought to the office and was given the report. That's it. Colin yeah, okay, so has, last not, episode. has not seen this. Cool. And Wall. I have no notes. So <laughs> this show just... it It's fine. I enjoy watching it. But I really don't take anything away from it. It's just... A story. Tell me a story. I, it told me a story. Okay, I'm having fun. This watching show it. was made for Spencer. There's nothing for me to critique about it. Spencer's like, oh my gosh, it's all about the prison system and, and how un unequal and unfair the, the working economy is and the housing market. Oh my gosh, and politics. Don't even get me started. Emperor's bad. And, and no shit. The fucking bad. liberals, am I right? There, uh, there's, there's so many. Okay, I. Just go off on a little tangent. Not really. I though. don't give a shit about any of that. Like, I, I don't I don't I don't really care either because it's 
it's bringing awareness, but I'm very fucking certain everyone's already aware of this because this is such a conversation that's already happening. My brain constantly. goes, pretty light, Star whether, Wars go. Yeah, whether it's a conversation or an argument, it still is being talked about and still being thought about. It's not, this isn't really doing anything for a movement other than showing us more of what actually happens in Star Wars that doesn't have to do with lightsabers, yeah, which is I, why I like it. I am not watching or reading anything about the show because I don't need someone to explain its themes to me. I get it. No, me neither. So, Spencer, what are your thoughts? My only real standout note is that I really did not expect them to be developing Andy Serkis' character as much as they are. I thought it was... When I when I first saw him uh, last episode, I was like, "Oh, cool! This is nice. It's it's cool. He's like still involved in Star Wars and stuff." Andy Circus. Yeah, you're behind. Who's he playing? Is it a new character? Bad guy. Yeah, but sort like of. a new new character. Or... Yes. Bad guy. You're a bitch. I know. Yes. Not you. Him. He's like oh. yes. You always do that <laughs> when you get pissed off. Yes. You stupid question, bitch. You stupid question. Yes. I don't know if you'd watch it. You'd know. You're such a bitch. Go on. I'm just kind of impressed with how much work they're putting into his character. And Andy Serkis' performance is very, very good. Um, he's clearly trying to not get typecast and still be con like conversed about as like the guy who did Gollum. I think he's said that a few dozen times. He's like, I would really like to not be pigeonholed as only being able to do like one performance. He's really good. He's not the you know best actor in the world or anything, but he has a lot more range than I think people give him credit for. And this character is a really good use of like his. I think Alfred was a really good use of that. I agree. It, it's a very good use of like his aesthetic as like a person, like his vibe, but it also gives him a, a good. There's there's undertones to this performance that I didn't just expect for there it's like to be there, and the show is actually giving it time to flesh it out. Uh, and Mon Mothma's sister is really hot, but she's a lesbian, so rip me. Uh -huh. um, I have other notes, but they're not really worth just listing off. Uh, oh, did you know, fun fact, Andy Serkis is the first and only actor who has five of his own minifigures based off of him and his characters? Yeah. He's the actor that has the most minifigure characters based off of him. When you say minifigures... Legos. Legos. Ah! They're called minifigures. Okay. Jacob has forgotten what Legos are doing and they, what oh, they Oh, no, do. I was thinking, like, you know, collectible statue things no, or, no, like, Legos. Funko Pops, like, and I'm like, what are you talking characters. about? Legos are called minifigures. Okay. Yeah, Don't yeah he's, he's done the most amount of unique characters. Yeah, because there's Alfred, there's Smeagol, there's uh, Claw, there is Snoke, and there is... Monkey. Uh, no, Monkey. Those would be horrible as Legos. Yeah, yeah they would. There's another there one. Are some, there are some of the Legos I really... Shit, I can't remember. remember. Like, like he has the, five. The Turtles ones are atrocious. I'm sorry. Those should not be Legos. They look like dog shit. Which ones? The, the, all the Turtle ones. They're not... They look like shit. The 2012s are not... You are the most dumbass bitch I've ever met. Those 2012 ones. They don't even look like Legos anymore. Yes, they do. What the fuck are you talking about? What do you think? Do you think they should have, like... I'm sorry. I'm spitting on you. Do you think that they <laughs> should have, like, regular, like, Lego minifigure heads and it's just the turtle faces on them? No. Because those ones... those They did those before and those looked horrible. I just not don't... Not Lego. Lego didn't do that. I thought they did. No. Nope. Nope. I just don't think they're a design that lends itself to being minifigures. Minifigures are based off of a mold. 
it's like whenever they make like new big like other like head pieces for anything it's like it doesn't match the body that well and when you keep how ship of theseus how many parts out of a minifig is do you replace when it's not a minifig anymore no it's always a minifig but why do do you refer you know the the big like the, like the troll characters are those, those aren't minifigs no those are they're specifically not called minifigs anyways i'm not saying they are i'm saying it's it, it it takes away from my experience of it as like a a Lego bit. Like if I want it to look like that character, I may as well just get an action figure. It doesn't. They don't look cool as minifigs. They look lame. So you wouldn't want Lego Ninja Turtles at all, anyways. I I'm if the, some of the designs get better, I wouldn't hate it. I just but no, I don't think that. How type would of, you How would you change how the Lego minifigure looks? Would it Would the head be smaller? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Is I'm saying the turtles as like characters. I don't think lend to being Legos, period. There's okay. a lot of characters like that that I just don't... They they get a licensing deal and they go, yeah, and they're like the most lazy, half-assed, ugly-looking fuckers on the planet. I really disagree with you because that's kind of the point of Legos. I think you forget that. None of these things fucking work. Look at the Batman helmet. I know that. No helmet works. No helmet... All the helmets, no matter what, if you put a helmet on a fucking minifigure, it's going to look big. That's kind of the point. I'm aware of that. I'm not saying that it's in... It, it, you can't... They have to look realistic. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I don't think the aesthetics work well together. I think when I go... I don't know. I watch a Lego movie or one of those... The digital short films they make. Like, whatever. And I see a lot of characters and a lot of them work. And then there's that one random fucker in the background like, why did you make a Lego of that? It just... It doesn't lend itself to the the vibe and, like, aesthetic of Legos. I, it's a preference thing. I know, and I think you're wrong. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think you just... How do I say this? I genuinely just don't think you understand Lego. Wow. That's just it. I, I, that's just my preference. That's my opinion. Motherfucker's been on a Lego kick, and now he thinks he owns everything. I think we need to move on to Black Adam, which is a Dwayne The Rock movie. And here I am putting up the shields. I also didn't see this. This is a movie. It is definitely a movie. I saw the end credit scene, and I do have one thing to say about the end credit scene, but also about Dr. Fate. Oh my god, what? Just spit it out. Dr. Fate looks fucking ass when you look inside his helmet. It's just fucking Iron Man. I know, it doesn't. The Why the fuck do they good. do that? Why is it always, let's copy Marvel, let's do what they did. Yeah, he's a guy that has a helmet, let's look inside the helmet. Why does it have to be that? Why can't it just be like a full black fucking room, and there's just a light shining down, and it's just him, and he's talking to a helmet, and that's what's going on. That's actually a pretty cool idea. Right? That's what they did in Young Justice. That's true. I did like that. That was perfect. It was simple. To be fair, they only do it in like two shots in one sequence. It doesn't sequence. matter. It happens. Yeah, I don't even remember seeing inside the helmet. It I was... just remember he puts the helmet on, he throws a punch, and then he takes the helmet back off. Well, it he... was like, it was Halo levels of bad. How many times he took the helmet off. Spencer and I argued about this the whole way home. It pissed me off how many times he took that helmet off. Yeah, no, that pisses me. Sh that pissed me off. It shouldn't be able to just take off the helmet like that. That's how I feel about it. I, like, I know it might be wrong, but just how I feel about it. Yeah. But also... Wear it or don't. I'll just boot it. If I, I know that it. he did uh, the did I ask move from uh, Injustice. <laughs> I told you! It's a thing! It's a thing! Did I, I ask? I saw it in the yeah. movie and I was like, Did I ask? He did the meme! <sighs> uh, but like... 
that's probably the one thing that I, I like the design. It grew on me. Like, the design of the whole costume looks fantastic. The helmet grew on me. It's not the eyes that was the problem. It was the problem that, like, that mask is that's different on each side. Yeah, that's fine. I like that. I like that. We get eyes later. Spoilers. Mm. 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 Anyways, um, it shouldn't... They should have just simplified it. And because when you think about it, if you're dealing with this, like, uh, power outer being a god of order or whatever and i get that like it's a god there's so much to it so let's put all these colors but it's just too much and they're like yeah that's the point it's too much for a human no that doesn't make sense if a god's trying to communicate with humans he's going to simplify the fuck out of himself just he's like because he's like i'm so complicated that you can't understand me so we're going to be in a simple black room you just contact a helmet it should be like that yeah, that's what I have to say about it. And also, I don't really think that actor looks good as him because he pisses me off because I want to punch his face. Wow. Uh, I was surprised at how the movie just starts out with action and doesn't really let up until maybe the, the start of the third act when I started to fall asleep because it was late. But um, there's a lot of action and fight scenes and it's pretty... There's a lot going on to keep you interested, despite it being just fine. So I have a lot of into individual specific things, but I don't really... Going over those is kind of monotonous. The general thing that I took away from this was... I think The Rock was definitely a good casting for this. Yeah. I underst I was hesitant about it, too. But I think his involvement is simultaneously the best and worst thing about this movie. Without him, this movie would never have been made. Nope. So on the one hand, I like that is a level of like <clears throat> I will take what I can get when it comes to stuff like that. This was clearly a passion project, and I'm glad it got I'm glad it got made. And it's cool that he's involved on the like the creative side of things, even if that may result in some pretty cringe choices. Um, I it 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 seems like it's gratifying for him, and you know I'm I'm happy for him. Um, it was really weird that they did a body double for his body. They smushed his head on somebody else's body through the whole movie when he was out of the suit. It was really weird. What? It's because he's that during those sequences, he was playing a weak person. Uh, what the fuck do you uh, think they could have done? Uh, he was uh, Steve Rogers level. Of yeah, Bruno. I know. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, because like when he's not Black Adam, he doesn't look like that. It's the power. It's I the think whole point. even after he got the zappy zap, and he maybe he was just suit? always in suit. He was maybe. always no, in he suit. Was... You haven't seen the movie. Shut up. Uh, he was. There was a sequence where they put on the like he had the jewelry on. That was the Rock. When he is in Black Adam form, it's the Rock. Huh. And there was just before it was the rock. Yeah, they put his head yeah, yeah. on a on a he was bottle. The weakling. That's it. Yeah. it. that looked bad. Yeah, but like, did. that's yeah, that's all there is to it. But also, the rock being involved kind of does this movie a strong disservice because the rock. I don't know how much how much you guys know about this, but there's this stuff going on behind the scenes with a lot of the rock's movies. He basically has like internal contracts with the filmmakers like he can't like lose a fight like weird yep. stuff like that this yep. came up a lot in the fast and furious franchise and on the one hand like i kind of get it on an instinctual level because the rock is not a person the rock is a brand and i usually find that ob obnoxious but it, I, I get why you'd want to like curate your personality so much i i, I could have sworn that he was trying to step away from the rock like he did he 
wants to be known as just like Dwayne. He did for a while. There was a short period of time, and he has he actually has surprising dramatic chops on some occasions. Mm -hmm. I think the other wrestlers turned actors have done better in terms of range, like Bautista and Cena. But yeah, Cena for sure. Yeah, but like the the Rock has a good amount of range. But I think now he has hit this point of homogeny between all of his movies. Because he's not necessarily playing a character and he's playing The Rock. This has been said before. But in this movie, I think his performance was very good. The way he uses his body in this role is fucking awesome. And, like, the the way they visualize how he moves and how it's a similar, like, moveset to Superman, but it looks entirely different and it feels different is really cool. They convey the the sheer power contained within this one person. I, I like that. And I think that's a lot of The Rock's doing. But also the fact that this movie refuses to let him actually be a bad guy or do basically anything questionable is fucking obnoxious because the marketing is all about, you know... He's they, an anti-hero. Yeah, but he's fucking not. Anti-hero doesn't mean you, you're a good guy, but you kill people. Most superheroes kill people. Off screen. Like, <laughs> or in, in comics, it's, it's off panel. Like, they kill people. And that's never been, that's only an issue for some characters, and that's fine. It's the fact that they want to lean into him not doing like not living up to his son's legacy as the actual hero of Kondok, which I really appreciated. They stuck with that element from the comics. I fucking love that shit. That's that's the good shit in this movie. But like all of all the emotions fall flat yeah. because he hasn't really done anything questionable except drop bad guys out of planes. And it when was... the movie also has this other layer of, in my opinion, pretty sloppily done, like pretty clear, like, socioeconomic commentary about, like, you know, imperialism, it comes across as so superficial because they don't interrogate anything about about any of those things. They it, just, like, lampshade it. It's a joke because, like, Black Adam is awakened and he pops up out of the ground and the Justice Society comes in and is like, nope, he's a bad guy, we gotta stop him. And he's like, he hasn't even done anything yet. Right, and it's like, the movie... Like, it's so many times, I said this on the way home too, it was like, you cannot go into this movie and ask why. It, it's a drinking game of like, every time you ask why, you take a shot. Because there, there's not much logic to this movie. It's and like, this thing happens, and now, boom, it would be cool if this thing happened. So we're going to have a fight. And, yeah. and that's why it's frustrating, is because there's clearly like... Some the, some of the actors in their roles, and some of the some of this has like a lot of effort put into it. I'd say like the costume design for the most part is really great. Mm. Um, the actor who plays Hawkman is fucking awesome as like this very rich prick, stuck up black ever sees everything as black and white type guy. He's he plays off the rock really well. I really like Pierce Brosnan as Fate. Sorry, Colin. Yep. Um, I I get what you mean that Brosnan does have a punchable face though. Um. It has nothing to do with his acting. It's just his face. That's, so. Yeah, I get that. There are there are a lot of people in this movie where I like them in their roles. I like the uh, vague amount of continuity it establishes with Shazam, despite the fact that nobody coordinated on this. And they they, they didn't shy away from it being Shazam powers, you know? I um, want to go back to Hawkman really quick because his ship had the logo like built into the seats, like embroidered on it. That's, and, like, that's what I mean is the movie simultaneously has this level of self-awareness of like, yeah. it wants to make fun of like these para paramilitary, like bunch of Americans coming in and blowing shit up just because like they see a brown person. But also <laughs> it does none of the work. Cause that's what the movie is like. This is cringe. 
But then at the end of the day, nothing really changes except they leave Black Adam alone. We're saying the same thing, but for different points. There's such a hyper attention to detail on some things, but the movie still leaves you with a huge question mark of like, what was that? <laughs> and, and other elements like that, they completely gloss over. Like yeah. the 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 champion of demons. I that's a that's something from the comics. I think that could have been fucking awesome. Like Sabak is also like a um. The thing, the words. <sighs> Fuck. Going back to Hawkeye, I loved every detail about it, but the suit. I hate that it's like nanobot. It appears out of nowhere. Suit. I don't like it. I, I want actual suit. I want actual helmet that he puts on his head. I and it's like I am burb now. Yes, I love. I agree with you because the physical suit he wears, the physical helmet yeah. he does wear on set, yeah. looks great. He looks like a dweeb, but it, it looks imposing and it looks really cool uh, and practical. Uh, but like, but yeah, and then it's like, so it he looks just clicks his heels and a suit appears out of nowhere. Yeah, and it's yeah. like that's dumb. Yes. Like, I get it's the aesthetic that everything has now, but it's so fucking annoying. Like, it makes sense for magic characters, up, so like Fate or Strange or whatever, to like pull their cloak out of nothing. Right, that's cool. Because they're magical. But not every character just has like super tech. Like I get everyone's fucking a... Iron Man. Exactly. With the stupid Doctor Fate in his mask and this nanotech shit. And... Yeah, no, no, for sure. And it's just it it takes away from that character because otherwise that character is really fucking cool. Hot take: Smallville Hawkman looks better. No, but I get what you're going for. No, he does. Hot take. <coughs> also. About uh, Shazam and, and him not being connected. Uh, didn't they do a scene in the first Shazam movie where they're all sitting at uh, yes, that's the what chairs I'm talking about. and then they have one chair It's like, oh, who's this supposed to be? And everyone knows it's Black Adam. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Is the fact <coughs> that Black Adam in pretty much all continuities in the comics and in the everything is an earlier champion of Shazam because Shazam, yes. the... Acronym. There we go. The acronym Shazam can stand for different gods and different cultures, and it does in this movie. It's even though even yeah, even Billy Billy Batson has had the powers of different gods. Like they equate to the same thing. It's it, oh yeah, because uh, I, I was confused because I'm like, um, there's Hercules, there's Zeus, there's but they're but that's uh, the Ares. They're all Greek. They're all Greek, man. But no, so like there, yeah. In this movie, there are the the. Uh, <clears throat> It's a weird cobbled together mix of like some various Middle Eastern religions and like fictional like Kondok stuff because it's not a real place. Wait, he he's still from Egypt, right? In this movie, Kondok. It's a fictional Middle Eastern country. In the comics, everything after I believe post crisis, Black Adam is from a fictional Middle Eastern country called Kondok. It is, especially in this movie, very analogous to Wakanda, which was cringe. That was dumb, uh, but it is something along those lines. It is a Particularly also because the Middle East, everything's always getting reconquered and realigned, and every country is a different country in a week. But like, it's a fictional place that we can plop in the middle of the Middle East, and we do Middle East stuff here. It's yes. a, it's a so one we can release our movie in a lot of other territories and not piss off world governments, and also so we can blow shit up and not pretend like Iraq doesn't exist anymore. So here's the thing, side. Um, this turns into this because you go that far into it, where I ask a simple question of, oh, middle, it, it's like Egyptian, right? Yeah, it's a fake Egypt uh, city. Moving on. Yes. So yeah. in current Marvel comics, uh, Iron Man and Punisher 
and characters like that that are attached to particular war events mm -hmm. have been retconned to have been part of a fake conflict, which was very similar to Vietnam that happened in a fictional yes. thing, which does solve some issues and makes other issues worse. It's like that. It is a it is a fake place that is analogous to a bunch of other things. Yes, I understand that. So, Shazam, the acronym in the comics, Billy Batson has had the powers of different gods in different cultures as well. It's a thing that happens sometimes. It just... Okay. The names get changed. Like, that's just what it is. It's the same power set, pretty much always. It's just... And that part so, I didn't know. So, you have Billy Bats. It's it's the, the Greek <laughs> gods. And then when you go to Conduct, because he got these powers, like, 3,000 years ago, it's an entirely different culture. So, like, the, the Council of Wizards, like, they can just bump around anywhere mm -hmm. and pop up out of fucking nowhere. Because the Rock of Eternity isn't, like, a real place, really. No. So, like, they can just pop up anywhere and then be like, what are the gods in your culture? Let's write a list, and then we'll put them into the slots, and then... Here you go. You know, it's a it's a weird fucking bunch of nonsense. But yeah, they alluded to it in Shazam, and it doesn't totally line up, but it's close enough because nobody talked about it. They just were like, we should probably put setup for the other guy in here for yeah. the other filmmakers to do. And a, there are rumors floating around that The Rock really doesn't like Shazam. So that's a whole bucket of words. I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. My only other summary of my weird feelings about this movie is <clears throat> it feels kind of like a... the the inaccurate, like, cultural representation of what a Zack Snyder movie is. I'm gonna say it, and I'm gonna back it up. This feels very reminiscent of what people think Zack Snyder is like, in terms of his filmmaking. If you saw one of his movies ten years ago, and then people are like, they, they feed you ideas, and then right. you have this weird conception in your brain. Like, most people think his movies are big and dumb, and they're very, like, very, they're very violent, they're slow-mo. Slow they're, they they revel in like the the textures and the feel of stuff and the politics gets kind of weird and messy sometimes because it's not as thought out as it probably should be and like you know like like you know what I mean it's kind of like that and not in the good way this movie feels like someone wanted to replicate some of those ideas which I think would have worked well for this movie and some of them work well like most of the action is pretty damn good uh, especially the sound design for it like the first opening sequence in yep. the 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 tomb yep. like you can feel him punching people's brains out like in your seat it's really great like every punch sounds like a like a gunshot i felt his punch in my butthole shut up <laughs> like that stuff is really cool and there's a lot of slow mo and the the suit textures are similar like it's got that vibe to it but none of the finesse of what a Zack Snyder movie actually has. And it's like, I can't not say that because it's clearly reminiscent of that style. I really want to give him shit for this, but I can agree. It, it felt like somebody read a description of Zack Snyder movies and said, oh, I can do that too, but they've never seen a movie. And there's nothing about this movie that made, like, I'm not saying that it to be mean. felt like a cheap copy. Yeah, and it's like, I, I, I don't want to be mean about it. Like, it doesn't feel like it's like, I'm going to rip off somebody, and I'm this is it's a high effort project, so, like the whole nine yards, but... It just, it comes across as not being unique. It, it, this movie doesn't really know what it wants to be. There's so many clashing ideas and personalities and like the script versus the director versus what The Rock wants versus what the studio wants. And it makes a weird picture when you're done. I hadn't pieced it together yet, but I was sitting in the theater going like, what's with the slow-mo? And then he said, Zach, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> I get it now. So... What I take from this movie, from not seeing it and seeing trailers, is that I feel like I've already seen the movie. Pretty much. And am I right to say that I wouldn't really have to see the movie? I think you should watch it, but at no, home, I'm going like, to, for fuzzies. But, but what I'm saying is, 
I could not watch this movie and still know what it's about. Yes, it can be explained pretty easily. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but yeah, they I was pretty impressed with how much they showed in the trailers cuz the first the first trailer was actually really good. And then was. somehow was they only revealed they actually. only revealed the villain in like one shot of a trailer, but you can piece together everything else otherwise. Like somehow they avoided showing a lot of stuff, but the movie doesn't have depth. It doesn't have yeah, it doesn't have anything really going on. Mm-hmm. It's not empty-headed. But like this is the, where it falls in my D, my my DCEU pile is like it's near the bottom sadly. But like this is like it's kind of like Wonder Woman 1984. There's a mm. lot of there's a lot of really interesting ideas but they none of them clash well. I'd say and it's better than that one. By yeah. a margin. Absolutely. This is like a it, it I'm not in say, denial of that movie too. Yeah, I, you guys were. I was I wanted that to be so good and I'm like yeah, it is good and I'm like I don't even think they're bad. I don't. They're competent enough. Like they're watchable movies, but that is, on the one hand, kind of the worst insult I can give you. Because personally speaking, I'd rather have something be like, violently dog shit than like kind of forgettable. And that's the thing with this movie is the things I remember are stuff I already saw in the trailers and the poster, and I think the suit looks really cool and OMG Henry and like that's it, you know. And that's more so what's disappointing. It's not like offensive or anything. This is like the least offensively mediocre movie I've seen. Still better than like good percentage of what the MC has been putting out. But like the yellow and Henry Cavill's S looks. It's the lighting. It's really digital. Okay. It's because so it's it, like, that, that looks very bright. It looks very orangey. It's because I, I don't agree with that. But like it's it pr- it's bright. because you watched the screen cap. Trust me, I've seen the movie twice. It's like orangey yellow. It's because it's a light. It's a it's a night scene, but the lighting is like blue. So, like, all the colors are all off, which is just kind of a natural thing. The, the actual yeah. suit looks fine. Okay. It's Can, fine. I would say it's definitely worth a cheap movie ticket if you have, like, a local theater and it's, like, ten bucks or whatever. It or, does feel good to watch. It's got the... You know, it was, probably watched it, or it was cool watching yeah. it regal because of the nice sound design. I'm not used to that because of my cheap local theater. Uh, but honestly, I having seen it once, I'm probably not gonna watch it again. So it really depends on yeah. how you feel after hearing all this. It might just be worth a dollar twenty five at Redbox. I have to watch this movie because I am the guy at work. That everyone asks questions about <laughs> things, and they're like, "Oh, this person versus this person," and then they're like, "Yeah, is Shazam is Black Adam actually that powerful? Would he beat Superman?" I'm like, "Guys, if we're honest, and we're gonna have Superman as his best, literally nothing can kill Superman because he's literally so OP, and that's why they dumb him down for a lot of stories. Otherwise, he'd be boring. That's the whole point. Of Superman, the only character in existence in any other lore that can kill." That could kill Superman is One Punch Man. Because it's literally in his name. He can kill anyone with one punch. It's worth watching if someone else wants to watch it. Mm-hmm. I naturally watch almost everything <coughs> twice because that's just how my brain works to like make sure I got the right impression of the movie. Sometimes I've had my opinion wildly changed on a second viewing in the theater. Like that's happened before. I'm sure this would be fun with a couple of drinks and like some buddies on the couch, you know? Mm-hmm. Like there's some yeah, there's yeah. some fun action. There's a couple of good performances. There's some cringe. There's some fun stuff to make fun of. And, like, it feel you know, it doesn't... I wasn't bored, admittedly. Even in the really boring parts, there's always something kind of interesting to look at. But, like, this is a... I, this is the meme that Morbius thought it was. 
in a sense. And it's not even to be mean about it. It's just this movie is a meme in a lot of ways. And like, it if if tomorrow you're like, eh, I'm, are you, you, you open, you want to go watch it? I'd be like, okay, fine. You know, like it's yeah. fun to like lean over and be like, well, that was dumb, you know, or like, yeah, like sit there with Drake. But like, I'm gonna watch this one more time if there's a sequel, and that's probably it. It's time to move on. Yes. So, Jacob, yes. what have you been reading? I did more Deadpool. So, I was not planning to do this, but I was uh-huh. walking to a bull moose on Wednesday, and I found the Deadpool Max comics. Wow. Ten bucks. I. So, collecting the Max again. Uh, you thought you left them in the dust, but I no, thought, you didn't. But these are so rare because they're Deadpool. They sell so much more, um, and they're harder to get a hold of. And for 10 bucks for each book, it was like, it made sense. That's so, a fucking steal. Yeah. And I, and I got up for buy one, get one half off. So I Ooh. spent $15. Yeah. I was just going to do the price up front. Each book is $25. So Oof. I spent 15 for what usually costs 50 How much oh. <laughs> How much do you think that they're worth if they're if they're hard to find? The uh, Max, Deadpool Max. I just went on Amazon, and the omnibus that collects these two and two other books is $115. Bucks. So what are those books, books called? Deadpool Max. Okay, I'm just going to look it up on eBay. That's, uh... These are the hardcovers, by the way. Uh, anyway. Holy crap. <laughs> this is a minefield of a topic to talk about. Oh, boy. Uh, is that the deluxe hardcover? No. Okay. Just regular. Uh, so 12 issues in total. Obviously, because it's max, you can expect... Uh, nudity and violence and language. But the story goes so far above that, it opens... Pretty much these books follow Hydra Bob and, and his perspective, which would be fun, because Hydra Bob always has the worst of luck, mm-hmm. and he tags along with Deadpool on many adventures, and Deadpool gets away lucky and clean, and Hydra Bob is always dirty and beat up and whatever, right? It's just the funny... Are you waiting for me to say something? No, I'm trying to think of the P word. Parody. Paradigm. Parallax. I don't know. Funny, funny 50-50... Dynamic. Dynamic. No, there's definitely a P word, but whatever. Uh, Go ahead. F- before you keep going on, yes. um, so it it's kind of varies because the two books that you have yep. are selling for ninety nine bucks, both of them together. Um, but then uh, the the first one you have is going for twenty five, and the second one is like ten bucks or fifteen or twenty five. Depends on the seller. There's Interesting. No, uh, but the deluxe hardcover um, is one hundred twenty five. Yep. Or 149 if it is signed and pre-owned. So that one has these two, and then the second run of Deadpool Max, they went back and did it again, and then they did a Christmas special. Or if you get all three of the hardcovers, it's like 35 bucks. Interesting. Very interesting. So it depends. I would say you've got to steal. The first issue starts out with Hydra Bob getting raped. Oh, this is that book. And it makes it a joke. 
It is not serious at all. Oh. Okay, I fucking hate that shit. That's not okay. Yikes. And it keeps going from there. Like, issue three follows Baron Zemo, and he is, like, a leader of the KKK. Yikes. And they list every kind of slur known to man in the same sentence, uncensored. So this is just that book. It's it's it, the it's it the is, what everyone thinks Max is all the time. Yeah, Yikes. it is the Edge Lord book. I remember hearing something about this. I didn't remember. If it was, I didn't remember it, it was this book. Makes it all a joke except for the KKK part. At the very end, they included the letter or uh, a nice afterword from the author that said, "Yeah, I'm just trying to get all the Edge Lords." But this this topic is not funny. Yikes. The Holocaust is a very real thing. Go look it up. How about we also treat rape like it's not funny, too? Yeah, seriously. I literally um, don't give a shit about your letter if you're not going to touch base on all of this stuff. Yeah. It's very rough and not in a fun way. It's very, very yikesy. Um, <clears throat> it was... Uh, there was an interesting dynamic between Deadpool and Taskmaster. Uh, it's the lady Taskmaster and... Uh, she basically raised Deadpool for a little while when he was a kid. Um, he was in like a Boy Scout sort of, and she found like this little group of, of Boy Scouts and like trained them on how to kill and murder and, and do all the things. I was also a part of that group, just so you know. I'll say it once and I'll say it again. Women are pedophiles. It was... Uh, yeah, that happens. Oh my gosh! Come she, on! She definitely wants his body as he's a kid. Ew. Yup. What is it with, like, this, this is the stuff that drives me the most crazy. Like, I get, I've read so many books. They're like, they do it insensitively and they're, like, clumsy. They do it, they do it poorly, but they're clearly trying to approach the topic well. And, like, sometimes stuff just doesn't age great. Like, terminology becomes outdated. But, like, you can usually tell when it's, like, mean-spirited or not. And it's like, why? Why Why would I, you do that? I don't know. Is there anything about this book that you like? They do a, a weird character spin on Domino, where she's batshit crazy, crazier than Deadpool, and... <laughs> is madly in love with him and they have a kid sort of uh and deadpool's like becomes super serious and is like i'm gonna be a dad now and that was really funny uh that that was done pretty well uh i mostly liked the taskmaster stuff uh just <laughs> because deadpool calls her mom and that's great and it it was a fun relationship until the pedophilia stuff. Um, some of the artwork was interesting. Some of it was really shitty. <laughs> uh, like Hammerhead is in the first issue, and he looks he looks like a um, smooth brain that takes a bat meme. Uh, I don't know. He looks like a meme. Uh, in not a good way. Um, things I liked, things I liked, things I liked. It was really interesting that the series 
uh, took characters and basically changed their history. Uh, just did a, an alternate reality, basically, of backstory and whatever. Um, like, Blind Al is uh, the, the, the head of the CIA or whatever, and yeah, really weird. They, they changed the, the origin stories, basically, of, of what these characters are. Um, I could appreciate this art style for a, it, a, it, a type of story, but it changes issue to issue. But yeah, but like this, for this subject matter, this does not feel right at all. That doctor lady, her face is awful in proportions through the whole thing. Um, I don't know. There were a couple of good jokes, but most of what they were making jokes about were not what people should be laughing at. Okay, so. so you laugh, but you feel bad. No, no, no. I, I'm saying there were good jokes. Like, in here, um, <laughs> Deadpool's trying to shit out a weapon, and it turns out the guy in the next doll <laughs> is grunting, too. And Deadpool's like, you okay over there, buddy? And it turns out it's Cable, and he's got a gun. That was a, a fun prank, um, a fun visual gag. Just, there there are some good jokes. Okay, that's good. I like yeah. that. Like this was rough. Do not. Are you still I... talking about the first book? No, this is both oh, okay. of them together. Okay, okay. Um, I I do not recommend. <laughs> Spencer so... will definitely hate it. <laughs> I I don't even know if you could finish it. It's so rough. Yeah, this is. I don't even want to start that. There is a tinge of morbid curiosity, as there yeah. always is. But, like, that, it's the same type of morbid curiosity that makes me read the, like, Wikipedia plot summary of, like, a Serbian film, and then I can't sleep for multiple days. Uh, You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, fuck you. Yep. You know what's fucked? You know what's funny? I was thinking about the exact same movie before you even said it, and then you fucking said it. Mm -hmm. So... The, I'm uh, all for really evocative art when it's done in certain ways. Even if it doesn't work for me, there are ways to do things that are not just this. It was pretty haphazard in the story. There, It sets up something in like the first issue, and then it kind of bounces around, and it definitely brings it together as the story slogs on, but it, I couldn't tell if it was intentional or accidental in, like, trying to continue the story. It felt like they were given three issues to try to do something, and it sold well somehow, so they were like, well, I guess we gotta keep playing with what we made. Mm. So, uh, and it still didn't completely wrap up. It, it ends with the end, dot, 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 and I was like, ah, there's that's, another one of these. That's every Deadpool book, to but, be fair. Yeah, but uh, it turns out that this is the entirety of the first time they tried Deadpool Max, so... So, uh, 15 bucks, I guess, was fine. It was quite the steal, but I don't know if I'll go back to this. But also, into the bin it goes, we light it on fire. I'll probably sell it to some stupid sap in 20 years thinking it's a collectible and Ooh. make money off of it. Yeah, or you can just keep it for your max collection. True. Uh, I'll try to sell that shit, too. <laughs> I literally most, most of it's been pretty rough. So. I literally have physical copies of uh, so much Mac stuff, 
except for the only good run. I don't have the Punisher in physical form. I have it digitally, and that pisses me off. I have the first book. He's a goofy goober. <laughs> he is. Call him. What you What you been doing? So I read. Uh, wow. I watched two horror films. I watched The Evil Dead, and it's somewhat counterpart Evil Dead Two. So the synopsis for Evil Dead is Ashley Ash Williams, his girlfriend, and three pals hike into the woods to a cabin for a fun night away. A fun night away. Yeah. There they find an old book, the Necronomicon, whose text reawakens the dead when it's read aloud. The friends inadvertently release a flood of evil and must fight for their lives or become one of the evil dead. Ash watches his friends become possessed and must make a difficult decision before daybreak to save his own life in this, the first of Sam Raimi's trilogy. So, there's this whole movie. Uh, it sounds exactly what, it does exactly what the synopsis says. Uh, there's, to me, there's not much that was stood out except for that a tree raped a girl in the movie. And I saw a lot of booba from that and a lot of stuff. And I was like, wow, this is going on for a very long time. This isn't just like a short, this, it, Way longer than I thought it was going to go. And that was kind of, like, out of place, because then we didn't really see much of, like, trees attacking again, except for maybe, like, the bridge being broken. And, uh... One of the main characters was shit. Like, the other male. He was a dickhead. Yeah. Um, That's because they have to kill him off. Yeah, and that's fine. Also, I did notice that I noticed a lot of reshoots. Because his hair got short whenever they did a reshoot. Uh, and that was funny. Because it was like very noticeably short whenever they had to do like an action sequence. And it was like obvious reshoot. Can, or like, what? Can I interject real quick? I need you to explain this joke to me. Okay. Bottom Is it because it's Jewish? Left. Oh my god. He says, what are you, Meshuggah? And I don't get it. Uh... Oh, I can't remember what the word means. I did. Is it a Jewish thing, though? It's Yiddish. Uh, I was thinking the band, and I'm like, what does this have to do with heavy metal? I don't understand. Yeah, no, it's Yiddish, because okay. he's Jewish. I All knew right. it was a Jewish thing. All right. Uh, I didn't mean it that way. I literally thought it was If it's, it if it's clearly antagonistic and you don't understand it, it's probably anti-Semitic. That's just, it's the easy standby. It's also the lowest bar of comedy. Uh, Meshuggah means crazy idiotic. Okay. So, uh, the first movie kind of just goes off with, you know, they go to a cabin. Uh, stuff happens in the cabin. So, girl gets raped by a tree, and she goes crazy as well, so, which is kind of fucked. And then we go on to everyone dying. Ash is the last one. And at the very end, the spirit of evil in the morning rushes through the woods, through the cabin, and punches him in the face, and that's where the movie ends. <laughs> So, I, I, I know you probably know this, but I do need you to know, this movie was basically made in their backyard for, like, five bucks. Yep. I know. Just, it's fine. Just making sure you know. It I was just, it's I know. like if we tried I, to whip a, a movie out of our ass. Ah, uh, we... No. No. Do not put us down that far. I like Sam Raimi, but we're not that far. We could, get, we could do better. Anyway, um, moving on to the second film, which I liked much more. Because... Such a hot take. Fair. 
Because it retcons the whole fucking first movie. It doesn't <laughs> exist. Because Sam Raimi doesn't own the rights to the first movie. So they had to redo the whole story. And it was better. It was better. You only needed the girl. She satisfied all the parts of each of those four other characters that were in the first movie. No. <laughs> Funny word. <laughs> Just the way you worded it. No, that was a bonk on me. You made me think in oh, pure okay. You made me think in pure thoughts. Fine. You only needed the girl and she did all the parts. That's and what you satisfied said. all the yeah, parts. Yeah. Okay, fine. Shut up. <laughs> so, because she was a love interest, uh, they redid all the like best parts of that movie where like he had he was burying her and from the first movie and the like, second movie as well, buried her, chopped off uh her head, but uh, as she's like lunging at him, he has to chop off her head, and then she's all weird, and then she bites his hand, and then he has to cut off his hand, which I was waiting in the first movie, because I totally forgot, I was like, I know he gets a chainsaw arm, I'm waiting for that, and it happens in the second movie, not the first one, I'm like, fuck, yeah. I, sh I didn't even need to watch the first movie. Evil Dead 2 is the one everyone loves, pretty much. Yeah, it's great, I love I it. I think Army of Darkness is better, but that's because I'm I haven't seen it yet, and but from how it looks... I think I might like that better because it's so goofy. Because I do like, I I like the second movie a lot because it's goofy. Because I'm like, how I took this movie. Okay, so a pause from what the movie is. It retcons the first movie. It changes things to make it work more. But here's how I interpret what happened: was the first movie was actually meant to be a serious film. I'm I'm I might be wrong, but let me let me go on. Uh, the first movie might be a serious film, and it was meant to be something. But from all the reception, what little it had got, Sam Raimi realized, oh, everyone thought it was goofy. Well, let's amp that up. Let's go right into it, because it seemed like people thought it was funny, and they liked that it was funny, I guess. So let's go into it. And they did. And I was like, wow, this movie is so much better, because it's kind of gross, but in an entertaining way. And it's funny because of how goofy it is. And they with like rubber suits rubber makeup all the weird shit and then also when we see them cross the bridge <laughs> the car is so much bigger than the bridge it's so goofy and how the bridge is broken up it's like wow this is just a cartoon i loved it i love that movie i don't know if it's been confirmed or not i'm not the biggest Raimi fan in the world but i think he's basically said something along those lines i might i might be wrong but i think he's He's probably come out and said that by now. It just makes the most sense to me. I, like, I, I didn't follow. I, and, and I agree. that's where I think I actually like Sam Raimi. I think he's a good director. And, and, and if my if my theory is correct about like how he felt, I think he's a good director for being that way. Because when you have a movie that doesn't do well, but people like certain things, and you're like, okay, then let's go with those certain things. Let's just try to make a better movie instead of just canceling shit. You know? Like trying to, do, yeah, like not just necessarily. Try to, to make it into a thing. Not necessarily just to please the audience, but more so no. to actually understand how to play to your strengths. Because that's yes. something that other... Yes, that's other, what I mean. There is something that, in, a, in a, a kind of inverse sense, it's something that Tim Burton has kind of lost, is he used to know how to play to his strengths. He didn't focus... Like, he's not good at doing emotions with actors. He, he can't write emotions worth shit. But he's really good at weird, zany visuals. Mm -hmm. And, like kind of surface level edgy anti-establishment stuff that doesn't really mean anything like that's his thing yeah and his earlier stuff really reflected that and then as time's gone on he's become oh it's become a lot more obvious that he doesn't know really why people like his stuff because everything now that he makes for the most part is like kind of dour and depressing looking mm -hmm. the zaniness isn't there the colors aren't there the designs aren't even that cool 
and it's like it's just kind of corporate schlock now. Mm-hmm. And it, it's really weird how that happened. So you kind of had like an inverse arc of that. Whereas now Tim, like I frankly, I see Tim Burton and I go. <sighs> okay, mm-hmm. so your point without going further into Tim Burton because we're talking about Sam Raimi. He he doesn't. He did the inverse. He yeah. lost what he lost touch with what the audience thought was good stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, just kind of started doing things because, like, money or whatever. Yeah. Versus Raimi does this with most of his movies. He adapts to the feedback he's given very well. And he basically shifted genres entirely from yeah. what was attempted to be straight horror to horror comedy. Very gross-out horror comedy, but, like... I it, love horror comedy. When it's done right, it's good. When it's done right, it's great. Sometimes it's really low-bar stuff. But, like, he does it really well. And he adapted his career to fit that. That is a key. That's more of a key for a good director so, or a good filmmaker than necessarily being good. It's about knowing the process and knowing yeah. how to accept feedback. So when I say horror comedy, this is what I mean. Like, yeah. This second movie, this is exactly what I mean. I I love this because it's goofy and I feel like as a comic book. Like, yeah. Like just comic book I could read. Uh. So then we go into, he does meet more characters. Uh, I can't remember their names, but it's uh we we understand like where this cabin is from now. It's not like some vague Airbnb that Airbnb never existed. Uh, but it was basically, the first movie was like a vague, this is Airbnb, but it has, doesn't exist in this, it doesn't exist because, you know, we're in like 19 something what. Uh, Do you think it's intentional that Airbnb sounds like Airbnb on Barnaby? No, but that Barbarian. was Barbarian. Yeah, that was the that was not subtle at all, which is fine. Where it was like, wow, there. See, the the name of the movie is also the street. You see, because they're barbarians, because they live on Barbary Street. Whoa, whoa, Barbarian, wow. Barbarian. Wow. Anyway, why are we so? Why do we keep talking about that fucking? Because it scares you. Uh, it, let's, it wigs you. I'm cutting it. We're going. <laughs> keep going. Tom's getting wigged out. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm just. We just keep going side too wet too much too much side yeah, yeah. too much side more evil dead two talking yes. head I'm chainsaw trying. hand yeah talking head chainsaw hand kill her yeah. you know it's just so good and the giant fucking tree come through the front door and grabs him <laughs> I'm like I I was I loved this movie so much for that I was like this is amazing and then somehow a time vortex came out of nowhere and took him and like almost everything I, I love. The, the costume where he makes the hook on his chest to put the handle of the starter yeah, for the chainsaw in there and just so pushes smart. his arm away. I think I think a lot of the design, like costume design and yeah. stuff like that, it's like it was actually thought about. Like exactly. what you just said, like yeah. how to start it. Yeah. And so he doesn't have to use his other hand. He can just... That's so cool. Yeah. I loved that. Um, also, the sawed-off shotgun. I loved that. Yeah. Uh, and I like that this... We, like, get to know, like, why the fuck is there just a video, like, there's just, not a video, uh, uh, a cassette tape, like, player in the basement, where in this movie it's not, it's just in this house, and he just knows this house exists because whatever, and they broke into this house, but there's, like, an actual scientist, where in the first movie, um, it, like, a strange, weird house that's abandoned, and all the shit's in the basement for some reason, doesn't make sense to me. So in the first movie, the second movie, it 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 fixed a lot of, if it fixed a lot of its story problems and made it goofier and more enjoyable. And I'm excited. I'm very excited to watch the third movie. I've never finished the third movie. Let's watch it together. I was in a rough mood and I was like, this is like 
hyper levels of retardation. I can't take it. <laughs> Let's watch it again. Okay. The that game. is a good. That you should watch. You watch it sober. Sober. It's a good. Yeah. No, we do. Have it's a good. It it's a. It's just a good movie. You're gay. I said I was in a bad mood when I watched it. Spencer doesn't listen, right? Huh? Yeah. Wow. Spencer. Wait. Yes, sweetie. How much did you spend for it? Three! Wow. I huh. forgot the movie today, by the way. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I know where you live. That's I know true. where you sleep. That's also true. <laughs> Next to me. Um, are you going to buy a copy for yourself? I might. So, if I like the third movie, yeah. which I'm pretty sure I will, I will buy the second and the third movie. Okay. Not the first one. How much will you spend for it? Five will bucks. you get, like, the, the 4K hyper-realistic 3D edition with a collectible chainsaw? Oh, that sounds good. No, I think I'll just get like a normal like Blu-ray. Okay. I'll probably just get like a Blu-ray. And if it so happens that all three of them are one like collected Blu-ray, I'll get that. But if I have to, if I if they're all like individual, I'll just get two and three. I don't think they're all collected. Me neither. Unless, Unless. you get the one with all four of them, because you have like the two thousand and nine or something yeah. remake. Two thousand thirteen. That one set records because of how much blood they used. He has said this 18,000 times. I know. It's one of my favorite trivia pieces. Fair. I just... And it wasn't the most horrible of remakes either. It was pretty good. I just don't want to. Because I like the Goofy and I want to stay on the Goofy train. Have you seen... We should make him watch The Hills Have Eyes. Cabin <laughs> in the Woods. No. That one's Goofy. That one's very funny. That one's I'm actually perfect. scary and good. That, that I love that like, one. That is... And not just because it's clearly supposed to be a, a riff on, like, Evil Dead, but, like, that is, like, that is what Evil Dead wanted to be originally, because, like, it is actually scary and actually funny. Yeah. Not like, ooh, you, oh, that was a good jump scare, and now I'm laughing. It's like, holy shit, they just did that, and then they drop a really funny joke. Yeah. Oh, wait, there's the Evil Dead Rise. That's yeah. That... Oh, wait, that's not even out. Pfft. That's 2023. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> um, you also have Tucker and Dale versus Evil, which is very, very goofy and... I've heard a lot of very positive things about that, but it's it's not... It's it was... just a... It's a, like a spoof thing. Yeah, it's like schlocky spoof stuff. It's fine. But if you like horror comedy, it might tickle your fancy. Well, I'm, I don't really like spoofs either, but like I like when they're just... I don't know, just comic booky, like Evil Dead 2. Like that, that's literally like the bar for me. Like, that, that's where it is. Like, movies that are like this, I like this. Not spoofs, because it feels like they're trying, or this thing's just like, yeah, this is our strengths, and we're just going to keep going with what we like to do. Okay. That's how I am. Spencer, what have you done? Wrap us up, please. I, re I read book. What fucking book, bitch? I read Batman. <laughs> wow, actually, I don't think... When's the last time you read a Batman book? It's been a while. It has been a while. Good for you. I know, right? I actually read this a while ago. That's um, not what he said last week. He's like, I have 17 Batman things, two Joker things, two Doctor Strange things. What do you want? Huh? I've been waiting a while. Uh, I read Batman One Dark Knight, the three-issue Black Label miniseries that came out last year. In Jacques. 2021. Everything was done by Jacques. Jacques. No, no, no. It's not Jacques. It's not spelled the French way. J-O-C-Q. Yeah. It's Jacques. J-O-C-K. Jacques. Jacques. Jacques Strat. Jacques. So yeah, basically, I'm going to echo a lot of what Jacob said when he talked about this a while back, but 
there is a car- a, a villain named EMP getting transported from I it was either from Arkham to Blackgate or vice versa. Um and then cuz this guy's powers, he's a big EMP. So he can like knock out the whole city if he's like conscious or whatever. Extra mad pussy power? <coughs> Fuck. No. No, it's a joke. It's not me going oof. It's not. That's what oh, no, yeah. it sounds like a fantasy to me. Fuck! No. Yeah, because you're you, thinking about it as a fantasy. You, I'm thinking about it as a funny word joke. You want extra bad powers. That's a bussy. I have a bussy. <laughs> oh, my God. Good, sir. <laughs> so... Batman is uh, watching from the shadows, trying to make sure this guy gets transported correctly. Wow, from the shadows, huh? I know, right? Uh, in his plane, trying to make sure that this transportation swap happens correctly, and then, surprise, it doesn't go well. Whoa. Stuff happens. Uh, Shit his pants. Yes. And then shenanigans ensue. There's, like, a butt-ton of gangs are out, and they want to kill EMP because reasons, and, like... Batman has to... The power is out in Gotham, so of course everybody's going to be out looting. Yeah, exactly. It's like Halloween for criminals. True. So, like, the, he Batman spends most of this book just carrying EMP on his back and being like, Ah, we gotta go! Uh, that's a lot of this book. Uh, there are a couple of twists towards the end, which I kind of saw coming, but were fine. They, they were serviceable. There's an interesting relationship dynamic between EMP and another uh, young character which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, the actual twist villain was kind of lame. I saw it coming. Disappointing. Um, it's Jacques. His art is pretty much always good. This, it, it it's... Oh, he's, he's, I don't know if I'd put him near, like, one of my favorite artists, but he is very high on the list. He has a very unique style. He's very heavy-handed, and his inking is gorgeous. Um, the art was definitely a little rushed towards the end of the third issue. Just the finale felt a little underbaked in, in the visuals department. Um, I wish the book was longer in, in length or kind of deeper with its subject matter. It's a bit, it's a lot more surface level than I expected. I get it. I wasn't walking in expecting a masterpiece, but I was, I was hoping for a little bit more meat on the bones. Um, I really appreciate how much this book emphasizes the geography of, of Gotham City. It pulls up maps at various points and, like, overlays them with where they are. And so it, it, it wants you to keep track of exactly where all the characters are. And I really, really like that. Because Spencer loves maps. I He's a slut for maps. I am a slut for maps. Every Tolkien book has maps. Why do you think I like them? It's only the maps. Only the maps. Only the maps. I uh, love my, maps my house is, is painted, it's wallpapered with maps. You can see it's right there, I swear. The whole, everything that's just maps all over the walls. Is that your jizz? No. Of course it is. How else do you get the lines for the maps? <sighs> I would not be surprised if you just stared at a wall and whacked off. I think about that too. I'm like, what? I bet Spencer could be able to just stare at a wall and go, <laughs> What the Makes me feel fuck? alone. <laughs> A rabbit in a snowstorm makes me feel alone. What the Wait, fuck? wait, wait. Punches a hole in the wall. There we go. Yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> oh my gosh. You get the reference? You get it? I get it! <laughs> Jeez. He reminds, the picket kingpin reminds me of Spencer so many times because oh how God. autistic he is. Wow. And he just gets so angry. He's like, <laughs> 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 
I the thing about this book that I like the most is <laughs> the thing I say about all the Black Label books that I like the most is it's a symbiotic thing because it's the artist doing the writing, and even though the writing may not be entirely up to snuff, I really like watching people just do, the, like, they execute their own vision the way they want to. It's like when a, a writer directs their own movie. It's really cool. There's no adaptation in this process. Or it's like reading you know, a lot of other, like, comic artists that I like to book, like Daniel Warren Johnson. He pretty much always, you know, draws his own books for scripts he's written. I really appreciate that. Um, this book I bought for $30 at Jetpack. It, um... The hardcover, though, right? It is only available in hardcover. It mm -hmm. is in the premium, ultra-wide black label size, which I do like. Uh, the cover, the, the, dust co the dust cover is pretty lame. Uh, it's just kind of cheap. Uh, I'd say buy this on a sale for like 20 bucks, or maybe wait until it comes in a, <clears throat> a smaller edition, like a trade or a, a regular-sized hardcover. Even though I like having the bigger formatting, I think a cheaper price point would be better for that. I have a question. What? I do too. It's off topic, so you go first. Okay. Do they convert it to a different, like, regular size if it's black label? I've, I've no never clue. seen that I'm before. A, I have no fucking idea, man. I'm assuming they just, like, yeah, I don't fucking know. I don't think it would work with proportions and, and 4 by 3 aspect ratio. I mean, I've seen a few of them. I don't know. He used the word. <laughs> so, my question. Why? Why do you have two of these? Because I one's a steel book. Yes. It's a collectible item. Yes. But I don't want that to be the one that I would normally keep in my ideal scenario. So is it like the whole book thing where you have one book that's for shelf and one that's for reading? Yeah. I've never heard about that for movies. It's a steel book. And yeah. I, did, I don't even like the steel book. I actually think it's a bad design. I like the interior design. But the outside is pretty lame. It's because I was really... Yeah. It was because I was trying to throw as much money... I like the backside. Um, I do like the I backside. really wanted to throw as much money at the campaigns as possible. So, you know, we could do the do get, the meme the and, movie. you know, get the... get the re Restore the Snyder... You know, do the meme, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I, I was like, I can, I can split 30 bucks on a steelbook. I have to get a new one because I lent mine out to a contractor at work and then his wife kicked him out of the house and he can't go to the house because he has a restraining order on him. So, and so you should show up at the house and be like, Bitch, give me my movie! I should, but also I've heard she's psycho, which she is. Okay. You have great friends. Bring a knife. He's not a friend. Then why would you lend him something? Because it's I need people to know how good these movies are. Oh, I've lent people, I've lent coworkers. Give uh, the Batman. Give him seven dollars and tell him to go on HBO for a month. True. I would recommend getting this at a reduced price point. Nothing crazy. I enjoyed it. I will probably flick through it again. There are some really cool panels. There's cool art. Jock knows how to use shadows really well. It just... Yeah. Jock, art's good. I just wish there was a bit more meat on them bones. Yep. That's kind of been my summary on a lot of the Black Label books. Yep. Particularly the Batman ones. Nothing has been abysmal. Except, like, one thing, I don't remember. Like, there's been a handful that have been really bad, and most of them have been shades of, this is fine, but you probably should have expanded this a bit more. So Which far, is pretty disappointing. So far, what's looking pretty nice is uh, Riddler Year One. 
There's only one book. Yeah, of course it looks good. It came out. One issue. Yeah, so far it's looking good. Yeah. So, we've mentioned it several times already, but Jetpack Comics and Games is a wicked cool place. You should go there. They're right down the street in Rochester, New Hampshire. I'm probably going to go over there today. Me too. Wow. Probably right after this. Oh, really? You want to go out there? You want to hold hands? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah? Uh, okay. They have comic books and games and card games and board games and D and D stuff. They got little statuette things or whatever it is that you play with Warhammer or something. Maybe Henry Cavill is walking through. You never know. You should go find out. Uh, we also get supported by patrons. I said it right. Yeah, the first time in your life. That is not true. It's been recorded. I've said, said it right patrons. before. <gasps> patrons. It's like trons, but they pay us. The patron. Not it's patron. spelled like tron. But it's patron. Not patron. Patron. Our Patreons are super cool. <laughs> I fucking hate this man. <laughs> we took it took him like a year to stop. Why would you make him go back? <laughs> we have two patrons on our Patreon. Loving, doting patrons. Uh, we have Jeff Lorenz at the $5 tier and Caitlin at the $15 tier. You're calling the man out. I'm kidding. It's a joke. You're retarded. Hey, hey, what? Hey. I'm so confused. What happened? Never mind. Oh, because of the, the, money? the money? Yeah, it's a tier. Like That's how the tiers work. Yeah. One guy is at one tier and the other guy is at the other tier. Wow. And then there's a third tier. And soon to be a fourth tier. Right? 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 No. Maybe. Don't complicate these things. Please go to patreon.com forward slash dime comic rose to support this show if we tickled your ear holes happily this episode. That that sounds very weird. Thank you. Uh, uh, yeah, we work really hard at this like all through the week and we like getting support and being told that we are all good boys. Colin really? likes head pads. Yeah. Next week is a news week, and then after that, we're talking about The Incredibles. Spencer's not here next week, uh, so it'll be news with just the two funny boys. I'm going to uh, give you guys some weird stories. Good. I want to see you guys do weird shenanigans. He's going to just, instead of like citing his sources... like I and, made it the fuck up! He's going to have like... The actual news, right? And then he'll just have every source as like a porn website. <laughs> just, Don't give me ideas. Just to get us <laughs> to lose. No, not November. Why would you give me ideas like that? gay porn. <laughs> <laughs> why, would, why would you tell me that? Oh, you don't want to do... Whenever he has a news thing, yeah. and I don't want to talk about it, I'm yeah. gonna have a piece, like I'm gonna have a book right here, yeah. like a fake book, and yeah. it has like empty pages. I'm just gonna, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> just throw it away and just go on to the next thing. That's a, that's a bit extra. <laughs> I love. I I I'm gonna do that. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Please come again. Thank you. Come again. Thank you. Come again. Bye. I thought you guys were gonna get me with a come again joke. <laughs> come. Yeah, come. Does it count? I'm cutting it. Good and plenties suck. It, True. You are a masochist if you eat those. What's good and plenty? Black licorice. They're disgusting. Oh, I like black licorice. Ew. The pink and white ones. What the hell's wrong? I don't know. I've never seen those. They look like mechanics, but they're pink and white. But that's not black licorice. Yes, it is. But it's not black. It's pink and white.
on the inside, I know, I know. it tastes... Oh, wait! I, I remember those now. My mom, my mom would get those all the time. And, yeah. Yeah, because she's also a psychopath, because I like yeah. black licorice. But I don't like those. What's wrong? Ask me, like, the a... actual licorice, because it's the texture thing, too. Oh, yeah, that's Like, true. the thick ones, you know, thick black cock. What do you think of, uh, like, Jagermeister or something like that? Uh, what is that? It's, like, black licorice, the liquor. I don't think I've ever had it. I don't feel like I would like that. Liquor. I, I think. I, oh my <laughs> Bonk. I think we need to make him a really spicy Jaeger bomb. And I've see never how quickly had that. he hits the floor. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a bitch for you to edit. Yeah, Hiller only has one ball. <laughs>